They're not good enough to start. They're not even good enough to play. But they do talk a good game. So come join Lou and Jose from the sidelines where all the best sports discussions happen anyway. Welcome in to the Bench Warmers Podcast. Welcome into the program, everyone. I am Lou Ruggieri. That is Jose Ortiz. And this is the Bench Warmers Podcast. Wherever, whenever, and however you happen to be listening, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day, week, month, life to spend it with us. We are going to make it worth your while. Season 2, episode 27. This is our 77th show overall. Moving right along in the numbers, moving up to that century mark. You can go back and listen to all of our previous shows pretty much everywhere and anywhere you get your podcast. iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, you know the, all the basics. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at the Benchwarmers Podcast, at the BW Pod on Twitter. Go to thebenchwarmers.com for all things show-related. Please follow, rate, review. We need all the support we can get to make a big show like we have for you this week. Coming up in a little while, we have our week – it's week nine already, which is crazy – Week 9 picks to look forward to. We have our Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is, our money bet where we take points and kind of just give you something to to chew on in that sense. Uh, it's basically the halfway point of the season. I think right around maybe Wednesday of this week technically is the official halfway point. So we figured this would be a good time to look back. And unlike so many of our contemporaries and peers, we are going to look back and admit where we were wrong, actually. <laughs> It's crazy that we're going to do that, but we try to give you a balanced view of things here, and we are very able to be accountable to things that we've said in the past and own them. And some of them, we were right. So, you know, it's not all bad, but we're going to kind of not just tell you the good stuff. We're going to tell you the bad stuff, too, where we did well and where we did not so well. So stick around for that. Um, First, we're going to get through each and every single game. Uh, Some we're going to take more time than others because there was a lot of bad football this week. Just, just... Ugh, ugh, you could have just penciled all half of these games in for exactly what happened. But regardless, we're going to go through each and every game. So you and your team do not feel left out, even though some of them probably should be. Uh, first, Jose, this week, did you have your one big takeaway? I don't know if you want it, if you want mine first. Do you want to give me yours? Either way. Doesn't yeah, matter well, I feel like my big takeaway is that we still have a long, long way to go to figure things out. Who is the best team in the NFL right now? I have no idea after watching football this weekend. The Titans have the best record in the AFC, like all of us predicted was going to happen this offseason. There are four one-loss teams in the NFC. Uh, Suddenly, suddenly the the, the Saints can't be ignored right now because they're five and two. You know, they're just, I just realizing after watching this, how many, uh, you know, you and I were texting and I was like, oh, there's no way that the Packers have any chance to be the the Cardinals and like oh guess what they not only not only did they have a chance they did it with fewer players than we thought they had when we were when we were sending that text so it just just a stark reminder uh, which happens every year around this time anyway that uh, there is still a long way to go in this season a lot of narratives still yet to be written and uh, I can't wait to see how it goes yeah my I, I my takeaway was that you know in in the theme of Halloween that there was a lot of tricks and treats in the football this weekend. And I, I kind of am going to point those out as we go along because, you know, some of them, it felt like treats, you know, it was fun to watch. It's, you know, some teams were exactly what we were hoping they would be. And then there's some tricks in there that it felt like I felt, I felt fooled a little bit and we were talking and starting, I mean, we could start right into it. 
So starting with the Cardinals, I mean, you and I talked about this last week before they played the Packers, that we weren't, we were both not completely on the bandwagon that they were the last undefeated team. Therefore, they must be the best team. And I think, I mean, I think we kind of had our point proven. This, they feel there's a little trickeration going on there. Granted, J.J. Watt went down, but he played, you know, what, seven weeks. So that that's about the time that he's, it's about as much time as he's been giving the last couple of years, maybe even a little more so. I'm guessing AJ Green uh, might be next. Although yeah, watching the end of the game, I, it looks like he <laughs> oh my goodness. needs some vision about that. correction. And yeah, I mean, we'll just get into Packers beat the Cardinals, the decimated Packers. I think you could have started at wide receiver for the Packers on this last Thursday. <laughs> Fully about six they, inches taller, only about yeah. six inches taller. Well, than I mean, I had a shot, but Valdez Scandling isn't that tall. <laughs> I don't think so. The Packers beat the the Cardinals 24-21, and I watched this game twice, and I still don't know how they did it. Well, the way they did it is I, one of the themes I saw this week is that they did it with old school football, right? Like one of the things that happened in the NFL now is there's a lot of big plays flying down the field and the Packers just ran the ball, held on to the ball, didn't turn it over, didn't really make a lot of big mistakes. And they forced the Cardinals to try and do the same thing. And the Cardinals ended up with three turnovers, no turn, no touchdowns. And they and they couldn't they couldn't hold on to the ball. Uh, the Packers just controlled the clock the entire game, and that's really what it boiled down to. It sound, it's it's just old school, just grinding it out football and, and and putting the Cardinals in position to make mistakes. And the Packers found a way to win. Uh, just yeah, just old school old school yeah, style. Def, definitely a treat for the Packers because with a decimated roster, yeah, they AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones definitely held it down and. Poor timing because the I think the best run stopper on that team, J.J. Watt, was not there. Plus, it did feel like, it felt like the Cardinals just gave it away. They had a chance at the end where it felt like you know worst yeah. case scenario they were going to go to overtime and then just A.J. Green that interception was crazy. I mean that's just the the that's the worst case scenario. I mean where you know you were thinking that there's no way that that could happen and well there you go. So, I mean it's just a loss. It's just, you know it's just one loss. It happens. Uh, I'm sure the Cardinals will be fine. Well, it, they would be, except in that division, there happens to be another 7-1 and one team yeah. that they kind of have to watch out for. So this game could come back and haunt them down the line, but we'll see. Uh, my Dallas Cowboys, here is a treat. Uh, Dak Prescott out pregame. He was warming up, and then they last second out, scratch. And, of course, Cooper Rush throws for 325 yards and two touchdowns to beat the Minnesota Vikings 20-16. to 16. Cowboys now six and one Vikings three and four. And this, I mean, this was a steal. The Cowboys got, they, this was a treat for me and every Cowboys fan alike. And I will tell you what, I owe Zeke a little bit of an apology because I've been down on him for the last several years. He had one of the best runs I've ever seen. Uh, Maybe it was a catch and run where they needed, I think 11 yards and he was, Basically, he was stopped dead to rights but by two different guys, and somehow he found the will to just bowl through both of them and get the first down, which I was I, – I was for the first time in as long as I can remember, I was cheering for Zeke Elliott. Yeah, no, the, the, the Cowboys if – there, if there was ever a week that would prove your argument or, or you know, be on your side of let's not pay quarterbacks – this was probably the week with you see some of these backup quarterbacks uh, performing pretty well out there. Very impressed with Cooper Rush. And really, I mean, Zeke was great, but I thought the Cowboys defense really yep. 
shined in this one. Uh, the Vikings were one of 13 on third down conversions uh, for the game. That's how you lose a football game, converting one yeah. third down. Meanwhile, the Cowboys were seven of 14 on third down conversion. Big win for the Cowboys. And uh, Vikings are, are kind of turning into a more dis- a bit of a disappointing team this season. Yeah, the Vikings are, are in a real bad spot, I think. And it's it's a shame because, you know, I was trying to think about it this earlier today. If I'd rather be in a position where I'm rooting for the Vikings or if I'm rooting for a team like the Lions, where the Lions, like, you know that there's no hope. You know you're playing mm-hmm. for a draft pick at this point. But the Vikings, it, it's like the fact that there's hope there and you see the talent on that team and you still kind of underachieve. I don't know if that's that might be worse. Well, it's it's worse because you're not getting a draft pick out of it. Yeah. You know, being in the middle of the pack is not where you want to be in the NFL. It's just that simple. It's hard to make big jumps from the middle of the pack because you don't get the draft capital to make that type of jump. And then you consider the 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 Vikings are also pretty pot committed, right? They paid Dalvin Cook. They paid uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. They've paid Daniil Hunter. Like they, I mean, as funny as it sounds, they're kind of a win down team. That's not winning. That's really not good. Yeah, it's a lot of talent and a lot of underperforming. Speaking of which, that leads us to our next game. The very talented Atlanta Falcons losing to the debatably talented Carolina Panthers, uh, 19 to 13. Panthers, I mean, Chuba Hubbard, 24 carries, 82 yards and touchdown looked pretty good. You know, Sam Darnold, I, I don't know what to think about Sam Darnold. I think he's just, he's uh, he's not as bad as he was on the Jets, but I don't think he's very good. And yeah, then on the Falcons, we didn't see we didn't see Michael Pitts or uh, Mike. Yeah, Michael Pitts. Kyle uh, Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Why am I saying Michael Pitts? Jeez. You think about Michael Pittman on the. Yes. On, Pittman on the, was on the uh, Colts. Colts, yeah, I was watching but, a Colts highlight. Yeah. Exactly what just happened. Yeah. Uh, and Calvin Ridley stepping away for unknown reasons. He's gone. So now it's basically a one man show for for Matt Ryan. So I don't. I don't know what to expect. The Panthers are now at least 500. They're four and four. The Falcons are three and four. And neither of these teams feel like they're going really anywhere. Yeah, especially not in the NFC where everyone has all the top teams are either seven and one, six and one, or five and two. Uh, I don't see them them sneaking in. I was a little shocked that the Panthers didn't just get this win. It was a great opportunity to kind of get rolling. They would have been over 500. I'm sure losing Calvin Ridley at the beginning, uh, uh, you know, in the middle of the week didn't help much. And I, I don't really know what to say. Hats off to the Panthers' defense for carrying the team to victory. But both of these teams are not very good, and neither of them are going anywhere. Yeah, it was nice to see Stefan Gilmore getting on the field and making a instant yeah. contribution with that interception of Matt Ryan. So Panthers' D's looking pretty good. Be interesting to see what happens. Although, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, if he comes back, uh, I don't know what you do. I mean, I guess he's better when he's healthy than than Hubbard is, but. Uh, that's that's tough. That's not a good it's not a good situation for him. He's he's turning into very fragile. Yeah. Reputation. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Let's see. The Dolphins losing as everyone expected. This game was pretty. This game was a little close in the beginning, and then the Bills remembered that they were the Bills. They were winning twenty six to eleven. The Bills are now five and two. Did you realize the Dolphins haven't won a game since week one? They're one and seven. But I hadn't put it together that they hadn't won since. Uh, they're one won. and seven. That is, they're the same. The Jets have a better record than the Dolphins right now. Well, as we predicted, that's you know, as you'll, <laughs> we we predicted that the Jets would be better than the Dolphins this year, and it, it's starting to happen. Uh, 
all I would say here is the biggest the, the store, biggest storyline is that Tua is still the quarterback of the Dolphins. That uh, there was no trade for Deshaun Watson. Other than that, everything happened as we should have expected. Yeah, the only thing I saw <clears> that I, I wasn't too crazy about was Josh Allen and the so many design runs. I mean, he had eight carries for fifty five yards and a touchdown. And granted, he's he's a great runner, but I, you can't. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. I mean, you guys see. Andrew Luck, I mean, Cam Newton, you see all these guys that are big, even bigger than Josh Allen is, you know, get hurt running. And it's just it's not it's not a good recipe for long term success. I think that they should kind of try to cut down on those, even if he is good at them right now. Uh, let's see your 49ers be doing exactly what we thought they would against the Bears. The 49ers now three and four Bears, three and five. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, okay game. Not bad. I guess seven, 17 to 28, 322 yards. Elijah Mitchell showing up big, 18 carries, 137 yards and a touchdown. And the, once again, the most underrated wide receiver in the league, Debo Samuel, six receptions for 171 yards. Yeah. I don't, Debo is just, he's, he's a just, monster. He's, a, he's just the man. He is a man. He it's, just destroys everything and everyone in his path. If he can stay healthy, Man, what a great year he's going to have. But uh, he's already having a great year, but it's we just scratching the surface. But I, all I'm going to quickly say about the 49ers, it was nice to get a bounce back win. You know, I was I was very happy. But I will say I was pretty disappointed in the defense. Uh, Justin Fields hasn't been able to get anything going at all this year. Yeah. And then gets a get has a get right game against the 49ers. Like, I, I'm just like, why does he have to have the best game he's played of his career <laughs> against my favorite team? So look, the 49ers were supposed to win this game. They did. I mean, but I'm just not encouraged that this is as good as the Bears' offense has looked since Fields took, since, since Fields took over. And Debo, just the last thing I'll say. Debo, I realized who he reminds me of. When he catches the ball, he reminds me of Steve Smith from the Panthers. I was just thinking about him. You're not taking him down at first contact. You're just That first guy is just a sacrificial lamb, and you better hope three other guys show up because he's not going down anytime soon. Unfortunately, that's part of the reason why he gets hurt. He's in True. in his career. He got hurt a lot because of that. But yeah, you'll take the effort. Uh, speaking of getting hurt, Baker Mayfield's torn labrum uh, looked better, even though it did not help the Browns win a game. Steelers beating the Browns 15 to 10 in what was kind of a relatively boring game. Honestly, uh, I, I don't you know, it was nice to see Nick Chubb back. Uh, Dearness Johnson got a touchdown, so he looks like he might be around for a while in Kareem Hunt's absence. And the Steelers proving, once again, big brother still big brother to little brother. And, uh, you know, this, this felt like a letdown for the Browns. And by the way, I saw LeBron James tweeted uh, free OBJ. I have seen which, that. I mean, how about free Cleveland from OBJ? Because what did he have, one catch? He only, else only had one target, right? So you well, can only okay, catch. But, I mean, it's just... <laughs> I actually think, I honestly, uh, you know, I told you that I've changed my mind on Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. I I just, I think he's a mediocre quarterback at best. And this game, I know he was coming off an injury, but this game is a prime example of that. Like, they do nothing at all on offense. There's no imagination. There's no big plays. Like, it, you mean to tell me that if Odell Beckham Jr. was on, let's say, the Saints, they wouldn't find the way to get the ball in his hands. Yep. Like, or the Packers or the Ravens. Or the Packers, whatever. I'm just, yeah, whomever. Yeah. I'm just throwing out a, you know, I'm thinking about a coaching, you know, uh, a, a, you know, 49ers, like a, one of these offensive-minded coaches yeah. or the Rams, for, for, for that matter. It just, it feels like 
I'm not sure if this is Baker. I'm not sure if it's their offense. I don't know what it is, but it just it, it feels like yeah, it's just not working, and there's no explosiveness. Uh, kudos to the, the the Steelers for getting a win. Now they're above 500, and suddenly kind of back in the picture, the playoff picture. Yeah, and Najee Harris turning out to be a pretty good first round pick. He's yeah. just tearing it up. And the Browns uh, are just so disappointing. It's just well, I'm sorry to keep piling on the Browns. It's just been so disappointing this no, season. They have. They're four and four. I mean, I, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Me they're, too. They're <laughs> not not good. Not good. And speaking of not good, the least good in the entire season thus far has been the Detroit Lions. They put up a valiant effort against the Rams, and it seems like they left all of their effort on the field last week against the Rams because they just forgot to even get off the bus or get out of their car, I guess, because it was home against the Eagles, who lit up the Lions 44 to 6. Eagles now three and five. Lions, the sole winless team at 0 and 8. The last time they started this poorly was when they went 0 and 16 back in uh, 2008, I believe. Not much to say other than the Lions are so bad that they managed to make the Eagles look dominant. Like that's that's the headline right there. So much for the Lions picking up win number one and what we thought was a winnable matchup at home. Yeah, I I don't even I don't know what to say other than. Yeah, way to not show up, Lions. Yeah, the funniest thing I saw in the highlights for this game was there was a fan in the stands for the Lions that was wearing a, a paper bag with a face, like a frowny face yeah. on it, with a sign that said, this is not a costume. <laughs> 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 like, wow, we're back to that. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Uh, in what was probably the best game of the week, uh, the Titans beat the Colts 34-31 in overtime, except for the fact that the Titans, this was sort of a, a loss disguised as a win because while they won the game, they may have lost the war. Derrick Henry feared, uh, Adam Schefter reported earlier today, that he may have what they're fearing is to be, it's called a Jones fracture, which apparently is a pinky toe on the side of your foot. Uh, it's fractured and broken. So uh, Derrick Henry on IR, uh, he was supposed to have surgery. There's no timetable for his return. So you take away the biggest baddest offensive weapon on that team and suddenly it feels like the titans season is over before it's halfway done and i know they have some good receiving threats i mean aj brown monster game 10 receptions 154 yards and a touchdown but you know ryan Tannehill, i guess he had a good game looking at the stat line 23 of 33 265 yards three touchdowns but he had some poor decisions in that game that almost cost them and the only thing that saved him was that carson wentz had an even Worst decision towards the end where he threw uh, the, the most boneheaded interception I can remember in a long time. Yeah, Carson Wentz con- continues to look uh, not much better than Phillip Rivers did last year. I mean, he completed barely over 50% of his passes this past game. And it's a shame because with a you know, talent, like Michael Pittman, clearly super talented. Jonathan Taylor, cl- clearly super talented. It, this team could be a problem. For the rest of the AFC, if Wentz could just step up his play a little bit, uh, and yeah, I mean it's a pyrrhic victory for the Titans losing Derrick Henry. There, there, there's no way they're going anywhere this season. Uh, maybe the, you know, the, the being that they have a three-game lead in the division, they might still be able to sneak into the playoffs, but uh, that's about it. In what we, of course, would happen, uh, the Jets beat the Bengals 34-31 in what everyone predicted was going to happen after the Bengals had that huge monster blowout of the Baltimore Ravens. The Jets come to town, and ironically, I think the Jets' nickname should be the Giant Killers. Yeah. 
in New York because they've beaten the Titans who have beaten the Chiefs and the Bills and now the Bengals who've beaten uh, pretty much everybody. And so just beat the Ravens. Right. And so uh, this game, I, I don't know, Mike White <laughs> out of nowhere came, and this is not good for Zach Wilson, 37 to 45, 405 yards, three touchdowns. Do you know who the last Jet quarterback to throw 400 yards was? I'll give you a hint. I, it happened in the year 2000. Year two to Chad Pennington? Nope. Ken O'Brien? Nope. Older older guy, compiler. Oh, Vinny Testaverde. Yep. Yep, yep. Once you said compiler. Look yep. out. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Vinny. Sorry, Vinny. It, mm. it, we know it's true. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, it's the same thing. Like... He looked better. Mike White looked better in this game than any rookie has looked at all this season, at all. Yeah. Ever, and it just it makes me just think it's like, man, like, do, like do you maybe you don't need to draft a quarterback high? Like it's just <laughs> like maybe you just hey, let's just grab this fifth round guy and see what happens. Now, I mean, it's one game. I think that the Bengals maybe maybe came in taking them too lightly. I I don't really know, but you give up 17 points in the fourth quarter alone. Uh, this this has got to be a wake up call to the Bengals that you know they they're having a great season they're not that good yet though. Yeah, right. it felt like they were kind of feeling themselves a little bit after yeah. that big win. So I think they came in just expecting to win. And I can't wait to see the Jets on Thursday night. I want to see if Mike White can follow it up. You know, because they're they're playing this Thursday. So yeah, we'll see. we'll see. I mean, it should be interesting. It's just it's crazy. This game, shocking. And as our pal Boomer Siasen would say, that's why they play the game. Uh, a game that didn't need to be played was the Rams and the Texans because we kind of all saw the Rams kind of beating yeah. down the Texans. Texans one and seven, Rams seven and one, and this looked like a seven and one team playing a one and seven team. Not much to say here other than Cooper yep. Cup is having a historic, historic receiving year through the first eight games, and it's it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, there's there's a great connection there. The Rams, uh, with that except the exception of the one hiccup loss to the. Uh, to the Cardinals earlier this season, the Rams have looked really amazing and uh, kudos to them for taking care of business. Patriots in what I was expecting, yeah. and I'm going to pat myself on the back for my, my put your money where your mouth is bet. This was my bet of the week. The Patriots were getting points and they ended up winning 27, 24 over the chargers. Chargers just can't beat the Patriots. I mean, if you go, you go all the way back to uh, when 2006, when the, the chargers were, 14 and two with that crazy talented team, Sean Merriman, uh, Danian Tomlinson, Philip Rivers, Antonio Gates. And they lost in the wild card to the Patriots, I think 24, 21. And I mean, you can say different teams, but Brady was there. Belichick was there. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, and it's not that crazy that it's Bill, different, but Bill, Bill Belichick is just, he's just putting on a coaching clinic this year. And it just, I don't know what he does. But, like, or how he does it, and maybe that's why he's the greatest coach of all time, and I'm not. But you know, Patriots won the turnover battle. They won the time of possession battle. They sacked Herbert three times and didn't commit any stupid penalties. That's how you beat a team that has more talent than you. That that's it's. I mean, it sounds that simple, but when you don't beat yourself, you have a chance. Yeah. And meanwhile, the Chargers have not looked good since dropping nearly nearly dropping fifty on the Browns in Week Five. I, I don't know. You know, this is another t young team that maybe started to feel themselves a little bit too much. And they're like, hey, listen, you're not that good yet. There's still a long way to go. But kudos, it, hats off to Bill Belichick and the, and the Patriots. 
really, really strong and impressive performance. Yeah, it's a big win. It's definitely a big win. And we, you know, it makes you think about Belichick saying that basically he uses September as preseason. It looks like preseason's mm-hmm. over and yeah. they're ready to go. A uh, team that looks like they're still playing in preseason is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Losing and in pathetic fan. Again, not much to say about this game. Yeah. Uh, just it's you know, they, bad. the Seahawks 31, the Jaguars 7, Jaguars 1 and 6, Seahawks 3 and 5. Geno Smith is still terrible, even though they won. Tyler Lockett, monster game, 12 receptions, 142 yards. Just Jaguars are bad. Seahawks are beat a bad team. Yep. I think. Nothing to add. Yeah. In the biggest throwaway game of the week, Washington football team <laughs> losing to the Denver Broncos. Uh, this game could not be less interesting if uh, I don't even know what would have had to happen. Washington now two and six Broncos are 500 at four and four. And I, I, I got nothing. I just it's, yeah. it, this game just is completely meaningless. It feels like no hard hitting analysis here. Uh, two bad teams going nowhere. I It was a boring game to watch. It was just it, I both teams. It, you know, watching two teams that don't have good quarterbacks is really, really tough to watch. It's just not good yep. football. And and Teddy Bridgewater is no longer Teddy touchdowns. I'm taking the name is Teddy been revoked. <laughs> He's got to re-earn that. I'm yeah, sorry. it's over. Yeah. It's over. It was nice to see over. Jerry Judy back in action. Though it was good yeah. to see him playing again. Uh, and if it if not for the Jets stealing the upset Thunder, the Saints and former quarterback <laughs> Trevor Simeon, former Broncos quarterback Trevor Simeon beating Tom Brady in the Buccaneers, 36-27. Brady, 375 yards and four touchdowns. Chris Godwin, eight receptions, 140 yards and touchdown. Uh, Jameis Winston in the Revenge Bowl. Uh, looks like he may have torn his Achilles. Yeah. He's, he's injured. It's He's probably out for quite some time. And it's sad to see, but, you know, it's it's interesting to see what the Saints, you know, the Saints, there were some rumors that maybe Cam Newton, they might throw their hat in the Deshaun Watson ring. But, I mean, Taysom Hill is coming back, and Trevor Simeon looked pretty good, honestly. Yeah, and, and the Saints, another coach is really coaching his butt off is Sean Payton. I, I mean, yeah. look, they're 5-2. and two. This, They're 5-2. and two. They've got a win against the Bucks and against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you, listen, you look at this game, they, the, there's two reasons why they lost this game, won this game. Buccaneers had 11 penalties. 11 penalties yeah, and three not, turnovers. Not good. That's it. Like it, it, it's sometimes we're like, oh, you know, you have to have the better player. Like, no, sometimes having the better player is good, but sometimes just making fewer mistakes is how you win football games. And that's what the Bucs did. They found the way to make fewer mistakes. Not the Bucs, sorry. That's what the Saints did. Found the way to, to make fewer mistakes. And now this is very interesting. I, I still don't really know what my opinion is on them. I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm hesitant to call them good, but they're five and two. They've kind of earned the right. So, yeah, and uh, you know the Saints got a great game from Michael Tom. Oh, oops, no, just kidding. Where is Michael Thomas? What is happening with Michael Thomas? I, I'm. I don't think he's playing this season. I think he's. I, trying I to, is he playing like, ever again? Because it, it's just so that. frustrating. Because you know he had that record-breaking season where he he caught 149 passes in 2019, which broke Marvin Harrison's record from I think 2006. Two, I think, and all he's just been—it's gone. He's just gone. He but, was injured. But, he had—he had surgery. He's supposed to come back, and now he's just. Am I? I read, no one has any answers. From what I read, uh, I'll just say it quickly because I know we're running low on time for the second. Yeah. But what I read was that last year the the Saints—he felt that the Saints rushed him back from injury, 
and then he was playing and he was just trying to be quiet about it and then and then he then they were like oh well he he did he waited too long to get uh his his injury fixed and i think there's just he's just upset about the way he's been portrayed by the saints that's what i've been that's what i read i don't know how true it is i didn't hear from him but i read he's just upset about his the way he's been portrayed by the saints of his managing of the injury when he thinks it was them who mismanaged the injury. So. Then, wouldn't you ask for a trade if that was the case? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I feel like not playing it. You're just hurting yourself. Too. Absolutely. I, don't, I don't know, but Absolutely. quick. All right. So would you start given they're both, if they're both available at quarterback, Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill? I, I, I'd probably start Trevor Simeon just to allow Taysom Hill to be the, be another weapon in the offense yeah. because like, I just, you know, he, he does other things, right? So, if you if you start Taysom Hill, then it's like, well, then who's who's going to play the Taysom Hill role? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And finally, let's see the uh, uh, wind. This is it feels like a, a win or a loss disguised as a win. The Chiefs barely eking out on Monday Night Football. The Giants twenty to seventeen. Chiefs get back to four hundred to four and four. Giants at two and six. Tyree Kill, nice little breakout game, 12 receptions, 94 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey apparently didn't get off the plane or bus because he barely had, did anything. Patrick Mahomes, I don't know what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if it's the offensive line. I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know if it's the receivers, but it just feels like he's been making some really, really poor decisions, and it almost cost them again against a very, very subpar New York Giants team. Yeah, I feel like Patrick Patrick Mahomes has kind of got this feeling that he can make any type of throw, and and you know and at times he's been right. I think teams have been kind of daring them to make those kind of ill advised ill advised throws where he's just kind of showing off his his talent or you know, but not necessarily thinking it all the way through. And it just seems like teams are just forcing them to just drive down the field, and eventually the Chiefs are finding a way to make to beat themselves either through a bad penalty. Or through uh, you know an interception or a fumble, uh, we saw it over and over again yesterday. And they're lucky to get this win, and they're not going anywhere if they don't get these things. So I'm not even sure they're going to make the playoffs if they don't get things fixed. Yeah, they're last in last in their division still. So yep. uh, that's yeah. So that's week eight in review. We're gonna look back at our picks for week eight coming up in a little bit, and we're gonna make our picks for week nine, both for regular our regular games and our put your money where your mouth is with uh, our points sports bet. And more in a bit. So first, we're going to come, take a break and come back. And it's the halfway point of the season, more or less. And we're going to look back on what we said preseason and see how our predictions have stacked up. So stick around for that and more right after this on the Benchwarmers Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Podcast. Follow along with us on the Benchwarmers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. Stay home except to get medical care. Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a cloth face covering to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. Avoid sharing items with other people in your home. This includes things like towels and bedding. Be sure dishes are washed in hot water or the dishwasher before anyone else uses them. Stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or if you're worried about your health, call your doctor. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Welcome back to the Benchformers Podcast, where being all talk is actually a good thing. Now back to the action. Or talk, I guess. 
Welcome back to the program, everyone. I am still Lou Ruggieri. That is still Jose Ortiz. And this is still the Benchwarmers podcast already in progress. Go and listen to the beginning of this show and all our other shows wherever you get your podcasts. iHeartRadio, Amazon, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker.audio, and everywhere else you can get your podcasts. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at the Benchwarmers podcast, at the BW pod on Twitter, or go to thebenchwarmers.com for all things show-related. Just went through each and every game from week number eight, uh, some of them a little bit longer than others because there was just some bad football this week, but we went, got through all of them anyway, so no one feels left out. We're going to make some week nine picks coming up, but first, uh, you know, we're going to do something that not everyone does. In fact, I don't know anybody else that really does this. Uh, we had made predictions in the beginning of the year before the season started, and now it's just about the halfway point in the season with 17 weeks. It's a little more mathematically confusing but this is it's about right and we're going to look back and we're going to admit where we were wrong and of course we're going to admit where we were right which every show does but we're going to give you the good the bad and the ugly so we made some predictions about the best you know teams quarterbacks running backs wide receivers and jose you have all of those in front of you so wherever yeah. you'd like to start and i'm just going to start with our with our team so this is not only in the beginning of the season these are our top five teams on may 17th okay. of Last year, so or actually of this year, this say. year, yeah, yep. Uh, we had the Bucks, Chiefs, Browns, Bills, and Packers in that order. Okay. Uh, I feel okay about most of the you know, Bucks, Bills, Packers, definitely. Browns have definitely been disappointing, and as and so have the Chiefs. I feel like the only one I'm like look at like, hey, the Browns were not a good pick. Uh, the only the top five teams by record today. Packers, Cardinals, Rams, Cowboys, and Buccaneers. So we were, I guess, a little bit. I mean, we we had the Rams, I think, at six. So it's not yeah. like we were that far off or anything. I found it interesting. We had the Titans at sixteen, the Cowboys at fourteen, and the Patriots at twenty-six. Wow. So those are those are where we're a little bit lower on those uh, those teams. But for the most part, we did pretty well. Uh, you know, if you look at the picks that we have, it's pretty pretty spot on for yeah. the most part. Chiefs Chiefs are very surprising. I, I know. Yeah. I mean, we're not the only ones in town that that are like surprised that the Chiefs are not doing well. The Browns, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm not giving up on the Browns just yet. I, I feel like that they they could have a bit of a renaissance, midseason renaissance here. Where I'm not saying that they're gonna do what the Bucks did last year, but the Bucks were seven and five, and then they never won. They never lost a game after that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think that the season's over for the Browns, especially if they can get healthy. And maybe I don't know, find Odell Beckham his hands. So there's still like nine games. There's still nine games left right. in the season. Like there's exactly. still a lot of football left to be played. Yeah, it's, you know, and we'll, we'll we'll take a look back at these. I think I, looking in here, I, I probably would have moved. Like looking at where we have, I probably would move. We had the Seahawks at seven. Ish. Definitely have to drop them down. Forty yeah. Niners at eight. Have to drop them went down as well. Cardinals at nine. At the yeah, the Rams. Up. The Rams are the only ones I feel kind of stupid about because yeah. I think I was just thinking that Matt Stafford wasn't going to fit in quite as well so quickly yeah. as as he has been. So that's the only one sure. I'm kind of like should have should have done better there. All right. So speaking of Matthew Stafford, we so at the beginning of the season, uh, what was the date here? Oh, this was in June. We had uh, June twenty first. We had. Uh, our quarterbacks and what we did is called we had second tier quarterbacks because we we based the article which you could find on the bench the uh we based the article that on the premise that the top five quarterbacks in the nfl are everyone has them patrick mahomes aaron Rodgers, tom brady russell wilson 
and Josh Allen. And in whatever order you want to put them in, those are the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. So before I move to our second-tier quarterbacks, I want to ask you, do, do you think that that's still the consensus top five? I, I mean, Russell Wilson obviously being injured, but I yeah. think I think most people would still have that in the if you're putting them in their career totality, yeah. you know, so I, far. I think Justin Herbert might, if we were just doing for this season, Justin Herbert might have been able to break in, but I, I think I think we're still I think yeah, we're before still. the last two weeks I would have yeah. said absolutely yeah and yeah. Stafford Stafford's the only one too again that should probably be in there but well that's that's what leads me to my second tier we had Stafford as our number six quarterback okay so uh, Matt Ryan is seven Justin Herbert at eight Kyler Murray at nine like we we didn't do too bad on our quarterback yeah picks. Matt Ryan kind of yeah I mean Dak Prescott we probably should have switched Matt Ryan and Dak Prescott we had Dak at six. I mean, I'm sorry. At, at um, at eleven. Okay. And Ben Roethlisberger at ten. That's that's a whiff yeah. right there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> everything else: Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr. They kind of uh, and we had honorable mentions for Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield, uh, in there. I, I don't think there's any quarterback that I would add to this list. I might just move some yeah, around. Just switch them around. I agree. All right, running backs. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> it's been a our, weird year for running backs. Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of games, you know, Christian our McCaffrey top five, played his one game a year. Yeah. 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 Our top five, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, and Nick Chubb. We probably should have had Zeke in this top five. I see, somehow. but I, I don't feel bad about that because Zeke up until this point, I mean he he's had what three years of kind of diminishing yeah. returns. So I don't I, this season is is shock to me. So um, Zeke and Jonathan Taylor are the only one of the backs Taylor, yes. that because we had Jonathan Taylor at ten. Yeah, right. And then, you know, in in our defense, he was a rookie. He kind of came on late last year, and it was hard to know what to expect this year. I said Miles Sanders at fifteen. He probably shouldn't have made the list. Chris Carson at eleven has been injured. Probably shouldn't have made the list either. Uh, other than that, I mean, Joe Mixon at nine. I think that's I think that's fine. Aaron Jones at eight. Saquon Barkley at seven, you know, it's tough. He's not healthy. So yeah. and Alvin Kamara, I mean, who knew he'd be the model of uh, durability in the NFL? My goodness. And now, yeah, especially with with a, a very underrated signing of Mark Ingram. Oh, yeah. Back, I think that Mark Ingram complements uh, Kamara just in the most perfect way possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And our last one, just going to move to wide receivers. This one was a. Uh, I'm I'm not really sure how we did here. Let's so our top five: Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, look, looking good. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins, Stefan Diggs, and DK Metcalf. So I want to uh, see where Cooper Cup is. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Cooper Cup is having a historic season that I don't think anyone could have oh, predicted. We didn't have Cooper Cup. Like we don't even have him listed here. We had him. We we only got to twenty. Yeah. And Cooper Cup was not on the list. Was Robert Woods on the list? Yes, he was 20. Okay, so. So that just basically means that we had Robert Woods ranked ahead of Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper, that, that's really the biggest. I mean, Michael Thomas at six, you know, it's just like you were talking about. We, we didn't know that. I mean, who knows when he's going to come back? We, we had no idea. If if he's going to come back. Right? DK Metcalf, the injury to, to Russell Wilson can't be yeah. predicted. Julio Jones at seven. That probably was a one we should drop down a little bit. Allen Robinson at 11. He hasn't had a great season. Not really his fault. Justin Fields is just trash so far. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't feel too bad about DK because, I mean, if G Geno Smith could be throwing to Randy Moss and Randy Moss would be a subpar receiver, so I'm not really 
it's just Stefan Diggs is not quite having the same season that we would have expected. That that's probably the only other yeah. Lift. But I mean, for the most part, I mean, you can Debo, like Debo Samuel probably Debo should Samuel well. should definitely be on this list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> underrated um, yet again. Yeah, Jamar Chase also should have been on this list as well, uh, but it was hard to predict. Yeah, uh, he's a rookie, and then I think he all sang, he sang bad all of us by saying he was having trouble catching, catching the, ball. the ball with the stripes <laughs> or whatever without the stripes. <laughs> Yeah, what a, what a terrible soundbite uh, yeah. for the preseason. That's great, but, though. I think it just makes everyone eat their words. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, either way, it's uh, so yeah. I mean, you can go ahead and and, and take a look at our our past picks uh, on the benchwarmers.com. I, I think we did decently. Certainly not a perfect score. Uh, I don't think anyone's got a perfect score in this type of thing. And so I, I still stand by a lot of our picks, and there's still a lot of season left to go. So who knows how things turn, uh, shake out by the end of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's our midseason review. So we'll we'll check back in at the end of the year. And, you know, like you said, it's it's a long season, so we might end up being closer to right than wrong after all. We'll just see how it goes. So, all right, we'll take a break. I know it's kind of a short segment, but where we have to kind of reset and look back at week eight and then make our week nine picks. So we'll do all of that coming up. And uh, yeah, so we'll take a break and we'll be right back. And this is the Benchwarmers podcast. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers podcast. Follow along with us on the Benchwarmers podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you think or know you had COVID-19, you can be around others after 10 days since symptoms first appeared and after 24 hours with no fever without fever-reducing medication and after other symptoms have improved. If you have tested positive for COVID-19 and you had no symptoms, you can be around others 10 days after you got tested for COVID-19. To learn more, visit cdc.gov coronavirus. And now back to the Benchformers podcast with Lou and Jose. Welcome back to the program, everyone. Already in progress, this is the Benchformers podcast, season two, episode 27. Coming to a close, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Anchor, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can go listen to the beginning of this show and all of our other shows, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at The Benchwarmers Podcast, at the BW Pod on Twitter, and as we mentioned in our last segment, you can go to thebenchwarmers.com for all of our news and articles and things of that nature. Benchwarmers with a Z for marketing purposes. Uh, we did the extra point, went through each and every game from week eight, so no one felt left behind. We just did our mid-season review where we looked back and kind of told you where we were right and wrong from the beginning of the season, unlike so many other shows out there. And now it's time to look back. We're going to make, uh, we've been doing our weekly picks, uh, and so we're going to take a look at our week eight record, and we also do a uh, money bet, Put we call it put your money where your mouth is. We're going to look back on our week eight bets and make our week nine picks and bets right now. All right, so looking back, put your money where your mouth is. This is just getting embarrassing at this point for me. <laughs> um, I I just don't know what to do anymore. You, you just I I promise you, listeners, that I am I'm you know I'm watching the football games. I'm paying attention. I'm reading my articles. Like I listen, don't listen, man. Understand. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna save you from this one because the only reason I didn't pick the Bengals with the points against the Jets was because you picked them first. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just, I can, I like I can so sit up high and mighty on my high horse here, but uh, the only reason is because you went first and picked them and I had to pick yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Well, either way I picked the Jets of uh, the Bengals minus eight and a half over the Jets. And 
I thought it was like a, a easy like if they said minus twelve, I would have taken them. I would have loved. I'd love to know how much money Vegas won on that game oh because I think there there was a lot of people who had that same thought. Well, because like they just looked so bad the week before against the Patriots, but they have to remember that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, yeah. and that's what happens sometimes. So obviously, I did not cover the Jets. Won. Uh, I'm now two and six. So I'm. Bill, I'm and speaking of Bill Belichick, he's yes. <laughs> And he yeah, he, big time. He led Lou to uh, he had the Patriots plus five and a half over the Chargers, yep. and the, the Patriots won and covered. So Lou is five and three. I'm two and six. I'm not giving up. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna dig deeper yep. uh, and keep digging my hole deeper, possibly. But uh, uh, in week nine, my pick. I'm taking the Rams at home. Versus the Titans, the the Rams are giving seven and a half points. I know it's a big spread. Uh, The Titans just lost uh, Derrick Henry. And I think that their offense is at least going to struggle for at least a week or two uh, before they figure out what kind of what their new identity is. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I I had trouble with this week, too. Um, I I had it down between two games. I'm going with – I was originally going to take – uh, the Vikings plus six at the Ravens. But then I realized the Ravens are at home and it's coming off a of bye week. And I'm just, I'm just, I, I, you know, I know I got stuck with that last uh, two weeks ago when the Bengals went in there and blew them out. But I don't think the Vikings are going to do the same thing. So I, I kind of moved away from that one. And I ended up with, even though I bet against the Chargers last week, I'm taking the Chargers this week. The Chargers are minus two at the Eagles, and I think that this is a an interesting little teaser because the Eagles obviously look great, but they also played the worst team in the league, and the Chargers look bad, but they played a, against their Achilles heel in Bill Belichick. So, you know, Nick Sirianni is not Bill Belichick, so I think no. the Chargers are going to come out and prove that they're a much better team than the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I, I like this pick. My only fear with this type of pick is that the Chargers get up like – you know, 37 to three or something like that, like midway uh, early in the third quarter and then kind of call off the dogs. And then the Eagles, the Kings of garbage time, find a way to like make it closer than it is, but it, it should still be fine. I, yeah, I thought about that, but it is only two points. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, they'd have to be, I mean, that would be crazy if they, they made up that much ground. All right. So there are picks. You've got the Chargers minus two. I've got the Rams minus seven and a half. Let's go and look back at our week eight success or for me, lack thereof. I had just an abysmal week eight uh, was five and ten. Really? Yep. And you were ten and five. Wow. So what I went from being (laughs) up four games on you to being (laughs) down one game now. Uh, Overall season record for me is 72 and 49. You are 73 and 48. And uh, we're neck and neck like we were last year. Hopefully I can make this a little bit more competitive and put your money where your mouth is. But at least we're staying competitive in our weekly picks. All All right, let's go ahead and jump to week nine picks. Let's do it. Uh, Thursday Night Football, Jets at Colts. And again, our our weekly picks are just wins and losses. So we don't do do points with the, the wins and losses for weekly picks. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I know the Jets. I, I want to believe in Mike White and the Jets, but I don't. I think the Colts win this game. Yeah, uh, the Colts better win this game. I mean, they <laughs> just played the the Titans pretty close. Uh, you would imagine. Although the Jets beat the Titans. Yeah, that's true. So you that's do that true. weird transitive that's property true. of football. And... 
I, I will say, I mean, it's 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 also on the road, but man, which I'm actually just... means in in the NFL. Just thinking about this, it's sort of like the antithesis of the transit of property, where because the Jets beat the Titans and the Titans beat the Colts, that means somehow that the Colts are now going to blow out the Jets. That's yeah. what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just curious to see what we what we see from Mike White. Like, if you get two good games in a row from Mike White, does you know is the is the injury timeline suddenly for uh, Zach Wilson extended a little bit? Oh well, you know he's he's going to be back in five to six weeks, yeah. we, not the two to four week window that we like. If they somehow win this game and all of a sudden have three wins, and now you're kind of alive for the playoffs, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah, and Mike White looked good at the very end of that that Patriots game where they were getting blown out. He seemed like he kind of got the offense in, in order and was at yeah. least making it respectable towards the very end. So be interesting. I kind of wonder how much the impact of like having no pressure at all to yeah. perform sure. it, like Zach Wilson, you're the number two pick. Hey, Mike White, you're just this guy on the team. We signed Joe Flacco because we weren't sure if you could start. <laughs> That's how bad we think you might be. <laughs> just go out there and try not to stink up the joint. Yeah. And you know, it's just house expectations. Money. Yep. Yep. Broncos at Cowboys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I skipped the one. Falcons at Saints. Man. I got the Saints here. Falcons at Saints. I mean, probably no Calvin Ridley, right? He is not yeah. supposed to come back. So, yeah, give me the Saints. I think yeah. the Saints, Saints defense is much – I don't know how they're, they're – I don't know if it's smoke and mirrors or what, but they their defense is legit. And Absolutely. if they can beat Tom Brady, I think Matt Ryan is going to be a pushover. Although they do seem to, I mean, they remember they beat the the Bucks twice last year. It's kind of what you were talking about with uh, uh, Belichick. Bill Belichick beating the the Chargers last yeah. year. So maybe there's sometimes teams just there's matchups, you know, and yeah. it's just hey, sometimes teams match up well against others. All right, Broncos at Cowboys. I think this is an easy Cowboys selection, but yeah, give me the Cowboys. Even even if it's Cooper Rush again, the, yeah. the, I mean, the, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. They need to, the they need to rush him back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Patriots at Panthers. Patriots. I'm, yeah, I'm wrong with Patriots, Patriots. know they know Sam Darnold pretty well. Oh, yeah. So Vikings at Ravens. Uh, I like the Ravens coming off the bye here, and I think the Ravens are just a better team than the Vikings. So. Yeah, I mean, I think the Vikings are gonna be looking for some revenge, but Ravens at home after a bye. Give me, give me the Ravens. Here's a chance for a big difference here, possibly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Browns at Bengals. I'll let you go first this one. Uh, give me the Bengals. Yeah, I've got the, the Browns. Too. The Browns just feel like they're a little bit in disarray. You know, Baker up and down. I mean, you know, Beckham it's garbage. I mean, Jarvis Landry is back, but he dropped a couple balls in that game. Nick Chubb is looking like he's on the mend. Kareem Hunt's still out. I mean, the, the Browns defense is good, but I feel like the Bengals are just a better team all around right now. No matter how good your defense is, I mean, unless we're talking historic level good, right? But no matter how good your defense is, you need your offense to be able to step up and make plays sometimes. Maybe have a long drive to give your defense a rest. Maybe make a big play to to extend a three-point lead to a 10-point lead and change your defensive options. And the the Browns' defense is getting nothing from the Browns' offense, and it's tough to win that way. So we both have Bengals. Bills at the Jaguars. Bills, obviously. How about the Texans at the Dolphins? This is really an interesting oh, one. Do you know uh, they, have I mean, the, they have the same record? It's interesting not because it's a good game. Interesting because I don't know who's worse. Um, I, You know what? 
Because the Dolphins are at home, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I initially had the the, the 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 Texans, but I'm like, you know what? The Dolphins are at home. Two is happy he didn't get traded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I'm going to take the Dolphins here. Yeah, I think the Dolphins' defense really stepped it up against Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo is is head and shoulders a better team than Dolphins. And they, they kept it relatively close, I think, for all intents and purposes, at least what we expected. And, you know, the, the Dolphins' offense didn't do much for them. But I think the defense is is getting better. Uh, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard there. I, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I don't think Davis Mills has a particularly good game. All right. How about the Raiders at the Giants? Uh, oh. <laughs> no, the Raiders, at, yeah, oh. I mean, they're going to be without Henry Ruggs. Uh, they, they just, I, you know what? I'm going to take the Giants here. Uh, the Giants are coming. Uh, they they coming off of a decent showing against the uh, against the um the say uh, Chiefs. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I know the Raiders are coming off a of bye. I've been kind of like down on the Raiders, and I shouldn't be. They are first place in the division, but I just like the Giants at home here. I mean, the Giants are just uh, they. The Giants destroyed a parlay I had two weeks ago that I bet on. They they were just they ruined everything. I would have won so much money if the Giants just did what they're supposed to do and lose last week. But uh, I don't I don't know what's happening with Darren Waller. That's the only thing. There really hasn't mm-hmm. been any any kind of news about him. Yeah, so that was gonna be no Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs is all banged up. No, no Henry Ruggs. Let me see if there's something in Darren Waller really quick while you're thinking. All, yeah, all I see is that he's he's listed as questionable. He's like a he's I think he's a game time decision for this week. And mm. oh, man, they're at the Giants. I yeah, give me the Giants. I, I want to take the Raiders here just to be different, but I, I just I I don't know. I just I don't see it happening. I I just don't know how the how the Raiders score offense without Waller and Ruggs. The Giants have a better defense than people realize, and I think that's Leonard uh, Williams is. Yeah, they just have better defense. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, how about the Chargers? Oh, obviously, Chargers at the Eagles. We're both taking the Chargers. Yeah. What would have been a blockbuster game, but I'm not sure what it is now. Packers at the Chiefs. I, I think I have. A, I got to respect the Packers here. I mean, the Packers just showed me something. I think I'm going to take the Packers. Yeah, the Chiefs just, I mean, that Chiefs defense is bad against, they were they look bad against Daniel Jones. Yeah. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to is gonna put, yeah, just, he's going to m- make a mockery of the Chiefs defense. So, uh, I'll take the Packers. All right, in an attempt to be a little different, because we have all the same picks right here, I'm going to take, so Cardinals at the 49ers, I'm going to roll with the home team. 49ers, and uh, just just hope that the division thing pays off. Roll the yeah, dice. Yeah, I mean, right now this game is shocking right now because on DraftKings where we get all our our sportsbook bets, they're they're a pick'em, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, I know it's a division game, and it does it does seem like the Niners kind of always have the Cardinals number, but not this season. Cardinals, not earlier. Yeah, well, right, and the Cardinals are playing much better this year, but I don't know. This that's a very interesting line. So I, I'm going to take the Cardinals uh, just because. I think they're going to be pissed that they they lost that game to the Packers, and they're going to want to take it out Man, on somebody. Man, this game would have been so good if Derrick Henry. Uh, Titans at Rams Sunday Night Football. Uh, Man, I mean, it's still going to be a good game, I'm sure. But it will, but yeah, Rams, uh, Rams, yeah, Rams, Rams all the way. One, I think. Yeah, Rams all the way. 
And uh, Monday Night Football, Bears at the Steelers. Steelers. I think, yeah, I was going to say, this is a Steelers. Uh, so we only have one difference here. Yeah. It's, uh, this happens, there's, we have nine more weeks of football left, so it's not always going to be big differences. I want to take I want to take the Raiders because I just I don't believe in the Giants, but uh, I just <sighs> I mean you know yeah, give me Texans the Raiders. You know, what, you know what? Give me the Raiders. I'll take okay. the Raiders. I'll take the Raiders. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think they're going to do it. All right, so there we have it. We we differ. I t- you take the you've taken the Raiders. I got the Giants, and I've taken the 49ers. You've taken the Cardinals. Yeah. So those are our Week Nine picks. All right. All right. So good. And we'll see how we do. Hopefully it uh, stays competitive. And that's going to do it. This has been Season 2, Episode 27 in the books. For the last time, you can go and listen to all of our previous shows. iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us along on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at the Benchwarmers Podcast, at the BW Pod on Twitter. Or go to TheBenchwarmers.com, Benchwarmers with a Z for marketing purposes for all things show related. So that's going to do it. For Jose Ortiz, I am Lou Ruggieri, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.